Hey kids, welcome back to the next episode of the Incredible Kids Podcast. My name is Moritz Siri, and I will be your host through this incredible journey. We are going to meet many incredible kids. They are going to share with us their stories. Some of them super cool and different like you've never heard before, and some you may say are just ordinary, but all of them incredible. If you have great ideas, email me today at ikidspodcast at gmail.com. And now it's time for Incredible Kids! It's time for the joke of the day. Yay! Today's joke is brought to you by Chesky M. from Baltimore, Maryland. Why couldn't the orange finish the race? He ran out of juice. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Incredible Kids. This episode is brought to you by Prime Insurance with Shia Price, and you'll hear a little plug for them later in the show. I'm going to put Shia's information in the show notes. You can feel free to reach out to him through text or WhatsApp at 732-648-6808. Thank you to the Feldheim family for contributing toward this episode. We appreciate that you appreciate us. You too can sponsor a future podcast. If you go to incrediblekids.org, just hit the sponsorship tab. It should be a schuss for everybody. I hope everybody had an incredible Pesach break and Yantif, you made it. You made it, guys. Through almost a whole week back at school, it's really hard to go back to school on a Monday and then have to face an entire week and you guys are almost there. If you're listening to this on Thursday night when the episode is first coming out, then that's incredible. So on Cholomoid, we dropped an amazing trivia game, so much fun, and I want to share a little bit of the results. Huge shout out to the families who actually sent in their scores. A whopping high score of 26 from the Armstrong family and from the incredible Kramers. I like that name. And then, of course, we got some really high scores from the Braffman family, the Gertz family, the Nelkin family, the Sonnenberg family, the Plotnik family, the Kroll family, the Krinsman family, the Rotberg family, the Milch and Gavant families. You have to understand these people come from all across the world. So it's real, real achdas right here. You think you were playing in your car by yourself? No, you were playing with so many other from families in the same situation as you. Also, fun fact, the Chalamoid episode was the highest amount of downloads that we ever had in the first seven days of an episode coming out. And I have to say that's thanks to you. It's not me because, you know, I know my people, but it's because of my amazing listeners. You guys are telling your friends about it. You're posting it on your WhatsApp statuses and sending it out to your group chats. And that really is how, you know, this podcast is going to grow to benefit kids everywhere. So keep doing that. If you can like on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or however you're listening, if you can rate the podcast and give us a like, it would mean the world to me. And we will be able to continue to provide this amazing entertainment for our children. And now let's begin. For those of you who have been with us on this journey since the beginning, you know my style, you know that as we talk and as we have interviews, I like to break up the pace with little spurts of sound effects. Sometimes popular songs connected to whatever we're talking about. So I asked a Shaila, that means that I called my rabbi and I asked him if it's okay to keep those musical little spurts during Sfir Omar because we're not really supposed to be listening to music or enjoyment. And he said it would kind of fall into the category of background music. So it's totally fine and we will keep it. So when you do hear the music, you shouldn't think, ay, 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 Sfirasa Omar. It's just short. It's what my Rav said. And this is how we learn. 
Today, we talk about how sports can affect a kid's life in many different ways. The kids I chose to interview are kids who struggled with other areas of life before getting into sports or while they are involved in sports. Athletic games like soccer, kickball, basketball, or sport activities like dance, gymnastics, and the like are really, really good for your body, but also for so many other areas of your life. I'm always thinking about ways for kids to realize how special you guys really are. And sometimes we are too hard on ourselves. We look at ourselves and say, "Eh, I'm not good enough. Oh, man. And we got frustrated about our abilities with things like sports and with so many other things as well. In today's episode, we'll meet Atara, who is a superstar gymnast. She's been doing gymnastics for many years, and she is now in fourth grade. Fascinating interview with so many important lessons. Next up, we actually have an interview with an adult. His name is Coach Perry, and he works with kids every single day in helping them have more confidence when they're playing sports. Kids who didn't always maybe love to play sports, and he helps them discover why and how they can become better. And then stick around for the last interview. We have Ruvain, a seven-year-old boy who made a decision to play sports, even though he didn't always have the ability to play or want to play. And you'll hear more about that later. And now he's a great basketball player and working on his skills to become even better. We ask kids the following question. When you're playing sports, what makes you feel good about yourself? Here's what they had to say. Hi, my name is Manuha. I'm 12 years old. My favorite athletic activity is gymnastics because it really gets your body moving and you feel so good afterwards. Hi, I'm Chaya Eti and I'm 12 years old. My favorite activity is swimming because it's great exercise and a fun way to cool off on a hot day. Hi, my name is Chanla and I'm four and a half years old and my favorite athletic activity is gymnastics. Hi, my name is Shayna and I'm nine years old and my favorite athletic sport is baseball. Hi, my name is Moshazo. I'm seven years old. My favorite sport is football and I like football because I like to run and I like to catch balls. Hi, my name is Tiffy. I'm nine years old and I like soccer because you use teamwork. Hi, I'm Rachel and I'm nine years old and I love playing basketball because it's really fun and it gives me energy. Hi, my name is Adina and I'm nine and my favorite sport is swimming because I like getting cold off in the summer. Hi, my name is Esther. I'm seven years old. My favorite sport is gymnastics because I can learn to do cartwheels and handstands. Hi, my name is Ellie and I'm three years old. I like doing hopscotch because I learned it when I was little and I draw it with chalk. Hi, my name is Muska. I'm four years old and I love dancing and I learn how to dance for my friends. Hi, my name is Blama. I'm nine years old and I love swimming because it's fun and it cools me off in the sun. Hi, my name is Zalman. I'm seven years old and I love capsules of flag because I love running. Our first interview for this episode is with Atara. 
She is a superstar gymnast. She has a lot of special qualities, but what's unique about her is that she comes off like when you're watching her perform or seeing all the cool things she can do with her body, you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, that girl, she's everything. She probably is so proud of herself, walks around super confident and feeling good about herself all the time and always at peace with herself. And look at her. She's so smooth and suave. But Upon talking to her, I discovered that she's just a regular girl. And not just that, she has a struggle. It's something that I think many more kids struggle with than you might even realize yourself. So even if somebody on the outside looks, they have it all together and, you know, cool, calm, collected, inside they might be feeling very differently. So we're going to talk about anxiety. We're going to talk about her talents and her skills. And if there's a connection between what she does in gymnastics and these feelings of nervousness and anxiety that she has quite often. Hi, Atara. Welcome to the show. Hi. Tell me how old you are, where you live. My name is Atara. I'm nine years old. I'm in fourth grade and I live in Houston, Texas. Wow. Houston, Texas. Tell me what special sport or hobby you are involved in. Gymnastics. Okay. Now, a lot of kids I know take gymnastics, but I heard that you are very, 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 very good at gymnastics. Have you always been very good at gymnastics? Yeah. How old were you when you started? Three and a half years old. Wow. That's very young. I heard that people become very good at things the younger they start, right? Yeah. After almost six years of being a gymnast, like you're called, what lessons have you learned? You have to be confident, work hard. Were you always confident? Yeah. Confident means you believe in yourself, that you can do something, and then you try hard because something in you tells you that you're able to do it. How is confidence helpful to somebody who is working to learn gymnastics? Well, it could push you more. It makes you feel more excited because you're like, I got this. I actually have a book for my kids called She's Got This. Do you know that book? I think I've heard of it before, but I've never read it. It's about a girl who kept falling and she wanted to give up. Her family told her to keep trying. And they, I think in one part of the book, they celebrated a fall that she made. They went out for like ice cream or something in the book. They went to celebrate the fact that she fell by the practice. And most people would be so upset, but they were like, no, since you fell, now you could try again. You could have a lot of ups and downs, like literally downs, literally fall down. (laughs) You fall down, you get back up. You fall down, you get back up. Was there ever a time where you got hurt? Yeah. What happened? Well, I started crying. How did you fall? I fell off the bar. What were you trying to do? It was a squat on. It's right. You're on the low bar and you try to jump to the high bar. You're jumping from one bar to another. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like if that was my kid doing it, I would be closing my eyes. It sounds really scary. <laughs> so you fell and then what happened? I got back up and I did it again. Right afterwards? Yep. Every time I fall, I get thinking in your head like oh i never want to do it again or like right away you jump back up i was like no it's so hard i'm scared to do it again and i was like no i got it and i did it again. and that was all from yourself yeah this was all a conversation in your own brain yeah wow that's amazing atara do you ever feel anxious um yeah you know there's a big word called anxiety that a lot of times people tell kids about like oh you're feeling anxious you have anxiety so can you explain what you think anxious or anxiety means to you well i've had anxiety 
as long as I can remember. I get extra worried about things that there's really no reason to worry about. And I get really bad anxiety. It's really frustrating. The same time that you started gymnastics, around that you were already anxious? Yeah. That's awesome, though, because you wanted to do something brave and fun. Were you ever anxious about going to gymnastics? Well, when I was younger, not really. But now, like, that I'm older, that makes me more anxious. Now you understand what's at stake, you know? Yeah. Is there anybody who helps you when you feel anxious or nervous? My therapist, my parents, my family. Wow. So you said you go to a therapist. Is that somebody that you've been going to for a while? Since I was four years old. Is it like a friend to you by now? Yeah. That's great. Can you share with me one or two easy tips that your therapist tells you about when you're starting to feel nervous or anxious that have helped you? Well, first stop and take a deep breath. Taking deep breaths. Okay. Yeah. When you're feeling super nervous, when deep breaths don't help, is there anything else that you can do? Well, sometimes I'll talk to my parents. Mm. And that's something that your therapist helped you to be able to find the right words? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to sound like a funny question to you because you know about therapy. But can you explain, like, if a kid never heard of a therapist or they have no idea what it is, what's a therapist? Someone who helps you. There's lots of different types of therapists. There's physical therapists. There's mental therapists. There's all different ones, but I use a mental therapist. It's interesting that you're saying that. I like to tell kids that it's like a a person who helps you with your feelings. Would you say that's a good explanation? Yeah. Because people have feelings. Like, that's such a big part of who we are. And sometimes the people in our life, our parents and our teachers, sometimes it's enough to just talk to them about our day and our feelings. But then sometimes there's bigger things that are so big that you might just want another person who's trained to help you with that. And that would be the job of a therapist. It's so great that you're so comfortable talking about it. Are you always so comfortable talking about it? It matters to who. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, a lot of people are listening to this. How do you feel about that? I don't really care. As long as I don't go crazy. Well, what would make you go crazy? (laughs) Um, If I get impatient. (laughs) Like if I'm being too boring for you? Yep. (laughs) Am I too boring? Not right now. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) So that's another thing. When people are like going too slow for you or whatever. So that must make it really hard in school. Yeah. The way that we explain anxiety to somebody who's young is it's like worries. Everybody knows what worries are. Like who doesn't have worries? Who's not worried about something? For example, I worry about my health sometimes. I worry, I don't know, is there something wrong with me? We got so nervous about it. And maybe a kid worries about having the light off in their room and it scares them for when they're scared to go to bed at night. They're going to have a nightmare. And they say, what if this? What if this? And then it turns into like a worry monster. Yeah. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah. That's like a a super worry, right? Yeah. Do you want to share an example of something that's a super worry for you? Going to gymnastics or school. Mostly just my mother, they won't let her come in or she'll have to leave. Mm -hmm. But you're not worried about like messing up or anything? Nope. I heard that you're in some competitions with other kids who are also good at gymnastics. Yeah. What happens there? That must make the worries go up, I would guess. No, it's the opposite. What? (laughs) Well, I'm good under pressure, so I don't really care. And our coach always says, just have fun, and you got that. That's great. So it's no pressure from my coach. And then my team, there's no pressure at all. And we all Mm -hmm. just have fun. Sometimes when you're so competitive, I want to win, I want to do the best job, and you're not remembering to have fun, then it's just a different experience. Yeah. What happens if you don't win or you don't do as well as you thought? Do you get upset with yourself? 
Only one time when I could have got a really high score, but I fall off the beam. But otherwise, I usually don't. Because you practice a lot. Right. You're hoping that it will amount to like a great victory. Yeah. What is a coach in gymnastics? She's someone who teaches you. So it's like a teacher is called a coach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of sports, probably all sports, that's what a coach is, right? Yeah. Also, for an example of anxiety that happened actually this week was that I didn't go to school for like three days. Why? Because I got really anxious. What helps you be able to re-enter and go back? Well, usually my mother helps me. Or sometimes I just push myself because also with gymnastics, when I just walk in, I'm fine just stepping in. Wow. And then each time, does it ever get better or every time you're worried all over again? Well, let's say for school, on Monday, it's scary because it's the first day. And on Tuesday, it's easy. And on Wednesday, it's easy. And on Thursday, that's really hard. And on Friday, it's easy. Mm. And then the whole cycle starts again. Yeah. As a kid like yourself who has so much confidence while doing gymnastics and performing as a gymnast, making all these amazing competitions and everything and all the amazing things you can do, what advice would you give to kids who don't feel so good about themselves? You got this and just be confident. I love that line. You got this. I made myself a planner, you know, like where you write every day what you're going to do. And on the cover, they let you write whatever you want. So I told them to write, you got this because I need it too. I need to look at something every single day that's going to remind me, you got this. I was like talking to myself. A lot of kids feel nervous about things and maybe they have a lot of anxiety or just a little bit. Maybe they have anxiety some days and not others. And maybe they're embarrassed to tell people. Well, hopefully they're not embarrassed to tell their parents. So you talk to your parents or talk to yourself. Maybe you could write down. Oh, is that you could write down? Yeah. What are you really, really good at in gymnastics? What are some amazing things you could do? A back flip on floor. A back flip on floor. On the bars, I could jump off and jump to the other bar. Okay. Beam, I'm learning how to do a back walkover. It's like a back bend, but you kick your feet with it. And then you have to land on your feet. Yeah. And then with like a finish with your hands up how do you have to end each move with a salute it's called you put your arms up and you like salute (laughs) our group is very nice and someone was doing a floor routine on their team and no one was cheering for them so our team was like let's cheer for the girl because no one's cheering for her so yeah wow that's so nice so that's called good sportsmanship yeah when you think beyond winning and everything else and realizing that everyone has feelings in the game and you're going to be nice to each other. So even though the kid was in the other team and no one was clapping, your team made a decision to cheer. Yeah, we always do. It's really nice. In general, when you're doing your gymnastics and training and whatever, practicing new things, are the girls always encouraging and cheering each other on? Definitely. That's a great atmosphere. We do fake competitions in the gym, like to see who wins the squishy of the week. (laughs) And Squishy yeah. of the week. <laughs> and our team always cheers for each other. Tell me, what's the coolest part about living in Houston, Texas? There's a lot of cool places here. Like what? There's Alligator Park. Cool. What's the weather like? Very hot. How do you survive the summer? Doesn't it get like super hot in the summer? Yeah, last year was like 101 degrees. Atara, tell us one more time. What's your message for all the kids out there? You got this. You got this, kids. You heard it from Atara herself. Thank you so much for joining. And it was an inspiration to meet you and talk to you about your journey with feeling anxiety and getting super good at gymnastics and feeling confident the whole way.
I'm going to be thinking about this one for a while. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Bye. Mommy, Daddy, what is insurance? We'll talk about it later, sweetie. Yeah, we're busy right now. Hmm. I wish I knew what insurance is. Are you tired of feeling uncertain about your family's insurance coverage? Meet Shia Price from Prime Insurance. He's the best insurance agent around. Shia is friendly, super smart, has great prices on all kinds of insurance policies. He deals with home, auto, jewelry, umbrella, and commercial insurance. Shia is friendly, super smart. The best part, of course, is that he has great prices on all kinds of insurance policies. Shia works in almost every state in the U.S. He's always ready to answer your family's insurance questions. And if you feel like your rates are not so great or you want to compare your rates with what he has to offer, call Shia today at 732-648-6808. Again, that's 732-648-6808. You will not regret it. Mommy, Daddy, let's call Shia and ask him about insurance. That's a great idea, honey. Let's do it. Yeah, let's call Shia and get some answers. Allow me to introduce to you Coach Mayor Perry. He is the head of a great program for boys. It's called Believe and Achieve. He is the first adult on our show, but this is an adult who really, really, really understands kids. And you're going to hear exactly why in my conversation with him. I hope that by the time you finish listening to him, you're going to remember the important things to have in mind when you're playing sports. Hello, I'm here with Coach Perry. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. First of all, thanks for having me on your podcast. Our family is big listeners. My name is Mayor Perry. I run a business called Believe and Achieve Sports Training. The focus is bringing the best out of kids and making them believe in themselves when it comes to sports, believing that they're better than they think they are, and then hopefully that translates into other areas of their life. Wow. Better than they think they are? Well, I think that a lot of times kids judge themselves by what they think they're capable of doing. And what we try to do in the sports training is besides teaching them, also pointing out that you don't know how great you are. You could say, I'm fine being good at making five shots out of 10 shots, but if you really think you could do better, then you'll push yourself to do better. Right. A lot of kids like to play sports, especially boys and even girls. My own girls played kickball last season, but then there's plenty of kids who don't enjoy sports. And sometimes it's because they just don't like it. And sometimes it's because they just maybe are not so good at it. So what kind of kids do you work with usually? Kids that tell their parents or tell their teachers, I don't like sports. Sports is boring. Sports can be boring. You know, if you're really good at it, then it's enjoyable because you're scoring. It's enjoyable because kids in the class look up. You know, one of the top three things that kids care about and become popular because of is how good they are at sports. Playing mm. sports by recess is definitely a big part of being a right. middle schooler and elementary schooler. You may think that sports is boring, but number one, you can still get good at sports and maybe you just don't like it so much because you haven't really seen how good you are. And number two, we try to really make it fun. Okay, well, I'm excited to hear about how you make it fun because when I was in school and I'm a girl, so sports wasn't everything, but they played Machanayim and all these games and a lot of these games with a lot of kids in them, even baseball. If you're not the main guy or the best player, like you said, it's boring and you just feel like, oh, I'll just let myself get out. I know I'm not going to hit a homer anyway, so I'll just ground her or whatever. I don't know what the word is for all the different sports. I mean, even watching baseball is boring to me. So <laughs> if you're in the outfield and the ball is not coming to you, then of course they don't want to play. We want a stretch and a grow. So what do you do to make it fun? 
will take a game and will really try to focus on every single person, you don't get out in our dodgeball game. You don't have to sit on the side because that's not what you want to do. You know, if you're the mm-hmm. one who can't really catch so well, then you're out for 30 minutes. And what are you going to do? You're going to dig in the dirt with your friend. You're going to, you know. You're so bored. Yeah, you're yeah. very bored. We play this game called Unlimited Kickball. The score could get to like 110 to like 80. It's nonstop action. You have as many kids on bases as you want. You get one pitch anywhere you kick it is fair. Off the basket, everyone has to freeze and you can run around for 30 seconds. We try to put camp spirit into sports, but still make it competitive, still make it as basic. Like you could get out, 100%. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. out. We're not giving the trophies for everyone who's trying. That's not the idea. Even the kids that are really into sports really like to play a fun version of it. Even if they lose, they're not so upset because they weren't playing the whole time just to win. They were like, whoa, this is actually fun. There's a smile on their face. Right. Not just the kids that don't love sports, even the kids that really like sports. Sometimes we get calls from parents like, my kid doesn't like to lose and he can't lose. These kids also really enjoy these kinds of sports. Like the mom and dad who their kid comes home from a game on Sunday and they're like, how was it? And they're like, my team stinks. And then their whole rest of their day is negative. I actually used to be like that when I was a kid. I hated losing. I was super competitive, but I also like to have fun. And sports for me was not as fun because I really cared about winning more than I cared about having a good time. Wow. So believe Believe and achieve means that you trust that you can do anything and more than you think, at least. You are achieving something, doing something right. At what point do kids start to feel better about themselves? Do they actually get better at sports? We'll always ask the kid, like, how many times do you think you could dribble this ball in a row? And he'll be like, ah, 15. I'll be like, okay, so I want you to try it. And obviously the first time they don't get to 15, but, and the goal is really to be like, if you really keep trying this, my first client, I don't know if he's listening, but his name is is Pacey. Pacey! From the five towns. He was really not into sports. He didn't like it. And he also was affecting him socially because kids in that school really, it really mattered if you played sports. If you didn't play sports during recess, that's when you schmoozed. We just made up levels where he had to just do different challenges. He started getting really good at it. And his focus was, let me beat this next challenge. And seeing a chart where he kept growing and growing and growing and then we had like a group activity where we had kids in his class and he was able to dribble two basketballs like 2,000 times in a row and all the kids who play sports all day couldn't do it because he just pushed himself and pushed himself not how you compare it to anyone else it's really how you feel you're growing in that area we always look at other people and we're comparing ourselves in school who got a better grade who has the coolest shoes i love my white shoes i love my white shoes and this really focuses on just the individual just the kid himself exactly. not worrying about peer pressure right exactly. always what someone else is thinking exactly do you have any great success stories with a kid who really came a long way and surprised you and surprised themselves okay first of all every single kid is really a success story because every single kid is like i'm not going to play sports his mindset is set that i'm bad at it it's almost like i do therapy right. it's so called like, a fixed mindset a fixed mindset is like i can't do it i'm not doing right. it right yeah so any kid that changes their mindset is already successful if you say you can or you can't it's true if you say you can then you will if you say you can't mm-hmm. then it's also true because you're telling yourself that you can't yeah, um, I'm gonna try. exactly so the first client was the biggest success story because that's where i tried out what am i gonna do this kid really doesn't like it and we did wacky funky stuff what kind of wacky funky stuff so we'll go to his house and he doesn't want to throw a football back and forth so we'll take a shopping cart that he has there from his sisters you know <laughs> i'm assuming his sisters yeah kitchen set <laughs> and he'll have to hit the shopping cart and try to get it inside and then the next level will be trick shots trick yeah, shots. yeah it basically was trick shots that's really what it was obstacle courses cool. 
was that's really what it was we were doing like sporty things but like you said funky wacky weird exactly and some kids were like creative where the ball was like a monster and he had to get it into the basket and the basket like got rid of the monster that also made them into it because they made up the game right They're not like oh i'm playing a game that everyone else thinks i'm bad at they're like i just made up an awesome game and they'll play it that's so cool i remember when i was a kid we used to take long car trips down the turnpike and i don't think my parents like to think of this memory but we used to take off all our socks all the kids in the family and we rolled them into one huge bowl of all our socks together and then we played sock soccer in the back seat it went on for a long time until the ball went into the windshield and that we got in trouble how'd you play but soccer was, if you were sitting down we just threw the socks around, oh, the car. It, around. it was called good. sock soccer i think because it sounds like socks so i don't think it was actually soccer but like a weird weird Very fun cool. sounds like that kind of idea right and kids kids don't really think that <laughs> sports could be weird fun but every kid makes up a game so if, yeah. if a kid wanted to use socks we would just incorporate that into the game we have a lot of kid listeners out there this is an opportunity for us to tell kids about how important it is to believe in yourself if i could talk about that on every single episode i'll just keep talking about it because that's it kids are the future if they start believing in themselves right now it will only continue and they'll just be able to do more and more and more so what message can you think of it for sure first of all i assume the people who are on their podcast are listening but they were amazing inspirational kids Aww. if i could get choked up and i'm you know an old guy <laughs> i imagine that kids are listening to it are really inspired by what those kids yeah. had to share what i think i would share is that when i was 13 my brother and i made a camp my brother was the business mind and i would try to figure out how to make 10 kids entertained at that point we didn't think it was a big deal but i think that that really set the tone for our future so my brother went into business and i think that a lot of that had to do with the skills that he did well, you he, mean now as a grown-up he's as a, a grown-up he's a barkasham he's a business interesting man. he used those skills and when i did the camp i was like i could really play with kids and that's the area that i went into when we push ourselves to do things that are hard when we're younger it really gives us the confidence when we're older to try things i imagine you know not every person is starting a podcast and i'm sure something right that you learned as a child was like wait i could start my own thing why not I think I just always like to talk and nobody listened to me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So maybe talking into the mirror was your thing. It really was. I think it's very cool that when you were a kid, you found something that you actually enjoyed and you could really lead your whole life in the way that you enjoy. It's called passion, right? When you're passionate about something and you love what you do and you love certain things, it's much easier to figure out what you're going to do with your life. For sure. Boys in Baltimore who would like to work on their sports abilities and become the best that they can be can reach out to Believe in Achieve and join one of his awesome groups. For sure. Thanks for the shout out. I appreciate it. We also have a camp in New York. We play sports, but we have... a really good time and wacky, fun, ishmael stuff. Awesome. If I can just give a quick shout out to my amazing family, Ellie, Avi, Arye, Mashi, and Bensi. You guys are the most incredible kids, wife, and baby. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being on. Hey guys, recess is coming. You know what that means? Football time. My turn to be captain. Okay, I get first pick. I choose Yitzhak. Yes, I'm on your team. All right, I'll take David. Let's do this. The picking continues with a few boys left standing on the sideline. I guess like I have to take Shmoley. Thanks for picking me last. The game begins, but there's a lot of competitiveness. Aw, come on, Yitzhak. You can do better than that. David, don't let them score. The boys in the side watch feeling left out and not important. I wish we could play too. 
Of course you can play. Come on. Let's switch up the teams. The boys start playing again, but the competitiveness becomes too much. Come on, guys. We're not even trying. I can't believe we're losing to these guys. I knew I wasn't good enough to play with them. Suddenly, the game is cut short because Mrs. Twinkle, their teacher, arrives. The boys all sit down and look disappointed. What's going on here, boys? We were just playing football. It looks like you were more concerned with winning than playing the game. Winning is great, but it's not the only thing that matters. It's important to have fun, include everyone, regardless of how good they are at the game. We're sorry. It's okay. Why don't you guys start another game? But this time, make sure everyone gets a chance to play and have fun. The boys start a new game, this time including everyone and having fun regardless of who wins or loses. Good game, good game, guys. Go to game! Oh, man, recess is over again. There's always next time. And now, good for you if you're still listening to this. Ruvain is my next interviewee. He has a lot to say at seven years old. I want to give you a little background to my interview with him. When Ruvain was five years old, he started seeing an OT, an occupational therapist, to help him with his core. That means that he needed to strengthen certain muscles throughout his body. And that helped him to be able to play sports. And then once he was interested in starting to play sports more recently, he instantly fell in love with basketball and he feels super good about himself. And you're going to hear about his confidence in his own words. It's quite inspiring to me. Hi, I'm here with Ruvine. Ruvine is from Tom's River, New Jersey, and he is seven years old. To me, that's the new way of saying Lakewood, right? It's kind of the same thing. I heard that you didn't always maybe like to play sports. Is that true? Yeah. And now you do, right? Yeah. I went to OT and then my mother said that I got better at sports. So, Ruben, you're seven years old. How old were you when you did not like sports? About five. Okay. Did you try to play with your friends? I have like a very sporty class. Mm-hmm. And what do they like to play? Probably mm. mostly um basketball. So when your friends were at recess and they were busy with basketball and other stuff, what did you used to do when you didn't like to play? What would I do? Usually we would just play games and play by the swing set and not play sports. First it was really soccer. Then I just got into basketball. And in first grade I was one of the best in my class. And now I just got a little bit worse. But I'm still pretty good now. <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. Because I played yesterday um, and I made some pretty good goals. You did in soccer. That's great. Yeah. So why did you go to OT? OT is for people to learn different skills, right? Yeah, occupational therapy. Right. So what did you learn there? I learned how to balance. I did some finger strength. To be able to move your hands better? Yeah. There was obstacle courses and then she had some games for breaks. Sounds cool. And how many times did you go? I went twice a week and then when I was almost done, I went once a week. Wow. I'm interested to hear something. Obviously, I'm a girl, but I also haven't been in school as a kid <laughs> in a very long time. So when you're at recess and all the boys are playing a game, you use your imagination, whatever game it is that day. Uh, something that... um. 
not really like into, then I just won't play and take some shots at the basketball hoop. Okay. So if there's a game that you don't want to play so much, then you just do your own thing kind of. If like it's physical and I don't really want to get hurt, then of course I won't. Mm. Is playing football scary to you? If it's tackle football, I'm not like one of the fastest in my class. So it's only good if you're fast? Yeah, you like need to be fast to like make touchdowns and stuff and not get hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... I watch people playing football. It looks a little scary to me. I know a lot of kids do it, and they're fine. There's something called tap football, which you just have to tap and not tackle. That sounds a lot more calm. Yeah. But when your friends are playing something, and then they talk about the game afterwards, do they talk about how good people are or how not good people are? So, like, recess, my friend asks me if I want to play basketball with him. I almost know that he's going to beat me. So I'm Mm -hmm. always like, no. And then he always tells me that he got worse, but he's still pretty good. So your friend feels that he's not good, but you know he is? No. You know what I call that? No. That's called confidence. You know what confidence is? Well, I've heard of it. So confidence means how you feel about yourself. If a boy or a girl is confident, then they say, I could do this. I got it. I got it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You got it or you're saying like, that's confidence. I got it. Like, you understand I got what you're saying. <laughs> okay. I would probably say that I'm pretty good. Yeah, that's very good. But I heard you say before that you're like second to something or third to something. The boys like talk yeah, about that. Is that no? But for like, some sports, then the answer is yes. Which one? Basketball. I'm maybe like fifth or sixth. I'm in the middle. Fifth or sixth to best. Yeah. So who decides that? Is that just something you made no. up or something people talk about? Sometimes. Well, I always see um, kids in my class take shots, and I make some pretty cool layups, but now I don't really take such far shots. Mm -hmm. Why not? I don't know. You just got into layups recently? Yeah. What's a layup? You run up to the hoop, you take two steps, and you just shoot. Do the boys stick very strongly to the rules? Like, what if somebody does something against the rules? What happens? Usually, we just, like, fight about it for, like, one or two minutes, and then we just, like, make it up. It sounds like you need a referee. Well, yeah. What do you think kids care about more, having fun or winning? I think like one or two kids in my class would care to just have fun, but probably the rest really want to win. Mm-hmm. What about you? Me? Mm-hmm. Kind of both. I like that answer because it would be so sad if you played a whole game and then you lost and you didn't have fun, right? Well, yeah. Really for everybody, it's like much more fun to win. For everybody, it's more fun to win. Mm-hmm. But when I lose, I just sometimes I I feel like sad in my brain, but not like sad. Like, oh. Like yeah. you're sad, but you don't walk around like, boo, like that. Yeah, I don't like, no, we lost. Not like that. I just go, right. you know. What yeah, I, mean? I totally understand. And that sounds like a very mature reaction when you lose anything. I mean, it's good to be competitive. If I'm playing a game on Shabbos afternoon, a board game, and I lose, of course I feel disappointed. Well, yeah. you don't have to be grumpy. Well, also like bop it. It kind of like makes you like get like angry because it's pretty hard. Bop it. I didn't know people still play that. Like the one that goes like bop it. Yeah. Flick it. Boing. What else does it say? I forgot. Pull it. Twist it. Spin it. Bop. Do it the same. Bop, bop better. Score. <laughs> You're making me in the mood of playing. How do you feel when you lose? Angry. Right. Can I hear about your first season of playing? So what game was that? Basketball. 
Okay, so when you first made that decision to get into playing basketball, that was after you started OT? Yeah. Actually, I didn't want to go to LBA. I really wanted to. I thought it was like NBA and there would be like a whole entire crowd watching. (laughs) um, My cousin's (laughs) championships game. Okay. And it really wasn't crowded at all, basically. You were like, where's all the fans? So what's LBA? That's the Lakewood Lakewood Basketball Basketball Association. Okay, and it's nothing like the NBA, which is professional. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, well, continue. Kind of the same thing. Just for- it's the same thing? Well, kind of. How is the Lakewood basketball different than the basketball everybody knows about from, like, you know? There's two games in one gym, an LBA. NBA, there's one. I don't know. Well, it's, it's just different. Okay, I get it. I was the worst team, um, and I lost by far the first game of playoffs. I think it was, like, 45. Four to, I think, six. And I only... Oh, boy. (laughs) And I made two points. Okay, look at that. Uh, You found the bright side. So how was that first season? Tell me about it. Did you do well right away? Well, some kids on my team said I was the best. Some didn't. What did you think? I was the best. God. Just because one kid on my team um, scored 12 points in a game doesn't mean he's the best kid on my team. Right. So now that you became very good at basketball, and even if you're not the best, it's fine, right? Like we said, we're playing because it's fun, and we also want to win, and we're also getting better. You took OT, so you know that all these different things could make you stronger, right? It could make your body stronger. It kind of does make you stronger, actually. Do you feel yourself getting stronger? My fingers, kind of. How does that help you every day? How does it help me every day? Mm Mm-hmm. It's finger strength. Aiming? Mm. Writing. Writing, yeah. If you could tell kids having a hard time learning to play sports at recess or at a Sunday program that they go to, what would you tell them? Just like you started and then you just really, really came to love it. What would you say? Be very confident in yourself for like playing whatever the sport is. Be confident. Mm -hmm. How do you feel when kids talk about other people's abilities? Like he's the best or he's not as good as that one. How do you feel? I'll be like, okay, that's what they're saying. You ignore it? That's like none of my business. Wow. Whatever. And then I'll just like forget about it. If somebody would be like, you didn't play so well today or you missed that shot. Like, say it's true. That's what I usually say when I... You're like, it's true. I know I missed the shot. But you don't let it get you down. Yeah, kind of. No, really, I just, like, forget about it. That's awesome. You're saying it like it's normal, but I know that there's plenty of kids that would just feel so bad about themselves that they wouldn't even want to try again. I feel like they would maybe, like, try at least one more time. Probably not for the rest of recess. Ruvain, you gave me really good insight into the life of a kid who is seven years old who plays sports. And I really like your attitude. And I think that I would love to be your teammate because it sounds like you're nice to the kids on your team. And it's good to have a good player on my team. LBA is kind of for boys, so you're not allowed. Oh, man, they're not going to let me on the team. Probably. I think I'm also a little too old, but I think that your friends are lucky. What? The National Women's Basketball, you kind of have to be pretty tall, but... (laughs) I'll see if I could apply. You think I'll make it? No. You don't know how good I am. I practice at Chuck E. Cheese all the time. Basketball? You know, like that arcade where you throw hoops? Yeah. I'm really good at it. I'm really, really good at it. It was so fun getting to know you. And thanks for joining us. Bye. And now it's time for... Homework. Oh, come on. Not that kind. 
This week's homework, I think, is a really fun one. Pick your favorite sport activity. So maybe for you, it's a kind of exercise or maybe it's a game like soccer, football, basketball, you name it. Pick one skill that you need for that activity. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you're very into exercise and it's really hard for you to do butterfly with your feet, with your knees and, you know, flap them like that and get them to go all the way down. Or maybe you are in gymnastics and it's hard for you to do a split. Or maybe you are on a baseball team or hope to be on one and it's hard for you to catch the ball. Let's see if you could do five days in a row or as many as you can of a few minutes a day of practicing one skill. I want you to notice what happens each day and try to think about how you did at the beginning and how you compared to the end. If you can do that, send your results and tell us about your experience at ikidspodcast at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on our next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share however you can with friends. We also have a new website. It is incrediblekids.org. Give us a like on Spotify or however else you listen. We are also on the 24-6 app and looking forward to sharing with you next time. Bye. Are you an incredible kid? Send your story to ikidspodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe today to the Incredible Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening, and remember, you are all Incredible Kids!